Hi, welcome to Bookie. To unlock more world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features. Today we're going to unlock the book so good they can't ignore you, why skills trump passion in the quest for work you love. Speaking of jobs, many say that you should do what you love and follow your passion. Even Steve Jobs, the famous co-founder of Apple, gave similar advice when giving the commencement speech for Stanford's graduating class in 2005. He advised, you've got to find what you love. The only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking and don't settle. It sounds terrific that you can succeed simply by following your dreams and passion. But sometimes, even if we land our dream job, we gradually lose our passion for it as time goes on. And we begin to ask ourselves, did I make the wrong choice? Should I quit and look for a better job or stay and wait it out? If I made the wrong choice, then why do some people seem to always love what they do and do it with great passion? Why can others do a better job than me even though we've spent the same amount of time on it? Cal Newport's book So Good They Can't Ignore You hopes to clear up these questions for you. In this book, Newport examines Steve Jobs' experience from his school days to the founding of Apple. He preaches to his readers, do not follow your passion. This is because you may not know your real passion yet. Of course, Jobs loved and enjoyed his career when he gave that speech. However, we shouldn't just listen to what he said, but see what he actually did. Newport has a PhD from MIT in computer science. He is an expert on distributed algorithms and also runs a popular blog focusing on deep learning and how to work efficiently. So good they can't ignore you is his fourth bestseller. 800 CEO Reed awarded it the title of best personal development book of the year in 2012. It was also one of the Globe and Mail's top 10 business books of 2012 and one of Incorporated Magazine's best 2012 books for entrepreneurs. In this book, Newport traces, analyzes, and studies many cases of people working in various fields. He brings forward a revolutionary way of thinking. He believes that pursuing your dreams and passion cannot guarantee you a good job. Making yourself too good to be ignored and acquiring rare and valuable career capital are the actual necessary conditions for finding a job that you truly love. So, how do you build a career that you truly love? How exactly did Jobs fall in love with his job and devote himself to it? Next, let's explore the main points of this book in three sections. Part 1 Adopt the craftsman mindset. Part 2. Take control of your career. Part 3. Find your mission in work. Let's start with the craftsman mindset. Only with that can we begin to accumulate rare and valuable career capital. First, let's take a look at Jobs' career experience. He told us the importance of passion, but what other important factors led to his success? Jobs wasn't into business or electronics when he was a student. He was a lot more interested in western history and dancing. He even trained seriously at a Zen center near his home. He only stepped into the electronics industry when a friend asked him to help with selling a computer-related product. Soon after, Jobs discovered a business opportunity for assembling computers. He initially decided to make circuit boards with a friend, 
deeming it to be a low-risk project that he could do in his spare time. Around that time, a computer shop requested that Jobs give them fully assembled computers instead of just circuit boards. What a great opportunity to earn more money. Therefore, Jobs immediately borrowed money and founded Apple Computer, starting his business of assembling computers. We can see the conflict between dreams and work in Jobs' story. He was pursuing spiritual enlightenment, and he stepped into the electronics business only to make some quick cash. So, Apple Computers didn't result from the pursuit of dreams or passion, but was a side effect of a small-time scheme by two friends. You could say that the apple fell on Jobs' head by chance. Thus, the passion mindset preached by Jobs doesn't seem too reliable. After all, he didn't follow this approach himself. Follow your dreams, do what you love. As exciting as this advice sounds, these feel-good slogans don't stand up under scrutiny. There are two assumptions within the passion mindset. First, there must be a lifelong dream that one can pursue. Second, there must be a good job that matches that dream. So, are these two assumptions true? In 2001, a group of four college graduates set out on a cross-country road trip to figure out what they wanted and what their lifelong dreams were. They interviewed many people who had a successful career. In the end, all the interviews pointed to one conclusion, we simply can't foresee which lifelong dreams are worth pursuing. Furthermore, a questionnaire given to a group of 539 university students also demonstrated the falsehood of the passion hypothesis. In the questionnaire, the students were asked about their work-related passions. Most of the answers were interests related to sports or the arts, such as hockey, playing the piano, and dancing. Only 4% of the total identified interests were related to work or education, and most students never thought of doing jobs related to these interests. So, basically, it's nearly impossible to find a job that happens to match your interests. That is to say, in most cases, there isn't a just-right job waiting for you. Now, you must be wondering, how can we choose what path to take if there is neither a lifelong dream to pursue nor a perfect job that matches our passion? How can we love what we wind up doing? Newport says, to love what you do, you must quit the passion mindset and adopt the craftsman mindset instead. You have probably seen a craftsman at work whether on TV or in real life. Let's picture this scene, he is wearing his eyeglasses and concentrating on his carving. From time to time, he holds his work up to observe the output of his work, he then puts it back down and continues polishing it. This is what the craftsman mindset looks like, focus on the output and on what you can offer the world. When you work, don't worry about whether the job is the right one, but instead sink your teeth into it, do everything to the utmost of your ability and work hard to be really good at what you do. Newport argues that if you can adopt the craftsman mindset first and make yourself too good to be ignored, the passion for what you do will follow. This is the secret that Jobs didn't tell us, the craftsman mindset trumps the passion mindset and the quest for work that you love. In addition to adopting the craftsman mindset, to have an ideal job that we love, we must also try our best to accumulate valuable and scarce career capital. Why is this important? Newport analyzed the traits of those who had achieved great success in life, and found three traits critical to their success, namely creativity, impact, and control. However, these three traits are rare. 
If you want to have them, you must build up rare and valuable career skills, also known as your career capital. In other words, acquiring career capital to make yourself excellent is the prerequisite for feeling passionate about your work and building a successful career. Let's look at a case mentioned in the book. Being a radio host is undoubtedly a good job. It pays well, helps with the realization of one's value, and one may become popular with their audience. When Ira Glass began his career path, he started out as just a tape editor. But he worked hard on his editing skills and did his job well. Because he outperformed others in the workplace, he was given several hosting opportunities and won some awards. His strong work ethic that drove him to always do his best was the source of his achievements. Because of this, Glass gained more attention and was offered a better job on a bigger platform. He became the host of the famous radio program This American Life. You see, in his early years, Glass kept honing his skills, making them so rare and valuable that they became his career capital. That's how he became too good to be ignored. As a result, he was eventually given a better job, which resulted in a huge career leap for him. Therefore, you should adopt the do-everything-great-craftsman mindset, and accumulate rare and valuable career capital until you are too good to be ignored. Only by doing so can you find passion for what you do and guarantee a great career. So how can we do our job to the best of our ability? The book gives us specific pointers for using deliberate practice. Newport has been addicted to playing guitar since he was 12. For the next six years, he continued to learn the techniques, putting in long hours of practice every day. He even formed a band, performing a dozen times every year at small venues. Newport was pleased with his performances and felt that he had reached a professional level. But when he visited his friend Jordan Tice, Newport discovered something surprising. Tice, who had started practicing guitar at the same age as him, had actually started touring the Mid-Atlantic with a group of professional musicians. He had even signed his first record deal. This comparison made Newport feel very bad about himself. They had both undergone six years of serious daily practice, why was he only playing for a dozen people at a small playground, while Tice was touring the Mid-Atlantic and had gained more recognition? Newport began to seriously analyze himself. He found that he was only repeating what he had already learned, seldom trying to practice new skills, and he would simply stop when it became too challenging. The same thing may happen when we are trying to accumulate our career capital. After some progress, we all encounter obstacles, which are difficult to break through even if we make an effort. In such situation, we often stop trying, telling ourselves that we're already good enough, which ultimately leads to a plateau in our skill development. That's when we need deliberate practice. This requires us to step out of our comfort zone, challenge ourselves, and do things that make us uncomfortable, which leads to personal growth. You may be wondering how can we conduct deliberate practice? The first step is to identify the skills that require deliberate practice. Everyone works in a specific career field, which Newport calls our career capital market. Corresponding skills are needed in different career capital markets. In general, there are two types of career capital markets. The first is winner-take-all, and the second is auction. In a winner-take-all market, there is only one core skill that anyone who wants to succeed must obtain. 
Take writers for example, the core skill is their writing ability. So, it's relatively easy to improve if you work in a winner-take-all market. All you need to do is deliberately practice the only needed career skill in the market. By contrast, an auction market values many different types of career skills. If you can master a competitive skill, you can survive in the market. Take e-commerce for example. Communication skills, operational skills, and leadership skills can all be competitive career capital for this market. So, if you are in an auction market with a broad range of skills required, you should seize every opportunity at your current job to acquire more career capital. Next, put enough time and effort into your deliberate practice. The psychologist K. Anders Ericsson came up with the famous 10,000-hour rule, which states that you can become a world-class talent if you put in 10,000 hours in a certain field. What does 10,000 hours involve? If you practice for 3 hours a day, you'll need to practice every day, rain or shine for 10 years. Take Mozart, the great European classical musician for example. He began his high-intensity professional training under his father's guidance when he was only three. His first recognized masterpiece was the Piano Concerto No. 9, composed at the age of 21. By then, he had undergone 18 years of extremely rigorous professional training. These theories and facts tell us that it takes plenty of time and effort to accumulate career capital. Our professional development is similar to a tree. A one-year-old tree can be used as firewood, and a three- or five-year-old tree can be made into tables and chairs. However, only a tree that has grown for 10 or even a 100 years can become a mainstay. All of these steps are necessary stages of growth, and we just need to be patient. Finally, deliberate practice requires stepping out of our comfort zone. In fact, the 10,000-hour rule is only half right. Very often, the effort and time we put in can only get us to an acceptable level, and it will then become a lot more difficult to have a breakthrough. There are many people with over a decade of experience who can't become experts. Think about it. We've been able to ride a bicycle for over 10 years, and yet we haven't become professional cyclists. Furthermore, many people don't know how to communicate well even though they've been able to talk for most of their lives. So, it's not enough to just spend time on something. You also need to get out of your comfort zone. The reason why many straight-A students can achieve great academic performance is that they have mastered the essence of deliberate practice. They only study what they don't understand yet, and they don't waste time on things they already know. However, we often stay in our comfort zone and continue to do what we know or what is simple. We tend to avoid things that we don't know or aren't familiar with. This is because we believe that we've already worked hard enough. But if you really think about it, we have missed the point of practicing and have wasted our time. If you want to know more about deliberate practice, you can listen to our bookie peek, Secrets from the New Science of Expertise, written by K. Anders Ericsson. That concludes the first section. Let's summarize what we've learned. First, we talked about why following your passion is not good career advice. Instead, we should adopt the craftsman mindset, do our work to our utmost ability, and acquire rare and valuable career capital. That's how we become passionate about what we do and have a great career. To acquire career capital, we need to identify our market and career goals, 
and then patiently put in our time and expand our capabilities. We also need to step out of our comfort zone and practice deliberately day after day, year after year. Today we are just sharing limited bookie. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features.